0: It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode,
1: Rich Warfield and John Marithal. Loud Pipes, episode 88. We've got to talk about a meetup ride that John did down here in Charlotte. We've got a couple of new bikes we're going to look at. In sort of our news segment, and of course, the 26th annual Ride to Work Day is coming up. We will talk about that as well. So, Miss Brother Hogan has some things to do this evening, so we won't be chatting with him on the show. But we have our TV, Mister Miracle here. I, I miss I, I miss Rico. I know you do, buddy. You make you be all right. Let me send you a virtual tissue? I miss my brown love. I miss my brown love, brother. You know. People are going to wonder what kind of show this is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm making, I'm hanging in there tonight. It's uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Hopefully,
1: I think so. I think so. We'll we'll do Mr. Hogan proud. We will. So, are you going to do him proud with a beverage?
0: Yeah, I'm having. I, I'm having his favorite, some rum and coke. Mm-mm. And and, well, and I know you are on some travel.
1: Yeah, I didn't you have time to grab a beer. Oh No, I have a, a bottle of smart water and a small cup of coffee I made here in the hotel room. <laughs> That's it for me.
0: Oh, well, well, you did kind of have to deal with some traffic,
1: so... I did. I left Detroit a few hours ago, and now I'm in Chicago. We're just outside of Chicago. None. It's cool, cool. Pretty busy up there, isn't it? You know, it's like construction... I know there's never a great time for construction, but it just seemed like the road we were on, I forget what it was, 294, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's what you said. just
1: seemed way too busy to be doing construction, even at night. It's like, come on, people. Well, they have no time else to do it, so. Yeah.
0: They got to get done some point in time.
1: So I got through that. The rental car made it. I wasn't sure about that, though. Man, that thing's a piece of junk.
0: <laughs> no, no, now. Are you going to turn it in while you fly back out, what, Saturday?
1: Tomorrow, yeah, Friday. All right,
0: all right. You need to go there and tell them it's a piece of crap.
1: Yeah. Oh, I told you, it's it's leaking oil terribly. Like, it's all over the side of the car. So, Man. I when I stopped for gas, I even picked up a quart of oil. I was like, you know what, just in case. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of oil on the ground from this thing.
0: And how many miles is on the vehicle?
1: It's not even 30,000.
0: Man.
1: Yeah. I think it was wrecked though. There's definitely telltale signs of it being repaired. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. So what do you think? Fire that new topics?
0: Yeah, man, let's go to new topic. Fire it up.
1: Look out, we're coming through. Alright, new topic wise, let's get the, the riding out of the way. And you rode down to Charlotte with a bunch of people you've met, and you chat with socially on the Moto Amino app.
0: Yeah, man, I, I I've gotten into that little app. It's a if nobody knows, it's a more or less it's not a website. Uh, it's all social media app done on Android and iPhones, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more so a community. Um, I think there are just over thirty thousand subscribers i think that's what it's up to oh my, might be might be more um so it's not really big but there's a lot of people here in the area and uh, a couple of people motor bloggers i got onto. to matthew pointed it out to me and i joined it and have met some guys around the area that ride um one of the guys lives like two miles from me that i ride with the app is more geared a lot more sport bike riders on the on Apt and cruisers, and,
1: but they're fun to ride with. Yeah, and I have so, to I have to say, I finally uh, downloaded it, and I'm taking a look at it, but my my challenge with it is just time. You know, I, I have a hard time getting into this kind of thing, because if, if I'm going to get into it, I'd really like to put some time into it and be a part of the community, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really great community. And, and, and as I've talked to you multiple times since I started riding that, most of the so, community is just, you know, open arms. Yep. And, and that's what this was. So, kind of, uh, there was an official East Coast meetup um, here last weekend on the 10th in Charlotte. It turned out that there was going to be one of the riders, uh, unfortunately, had a pass away that was going to attend. So, it came more into a memorial ride as well. So, okay. That's part of it. So out of here on Raleigh, there was um, five people on bikes that rode, and one guy in a car. Unfortunately, um, his car or not, his bike got at his apartment complex got ran into by another tenant, and um, over three thousand dollars worth of damage on a Ninja 300. So the bike is <laughs>
1: not most likely is not total. well. <laughs> Correct.
0: So it was uh, the guys that left out here. Raleigh was, uh, if you want me to give the names, was Speak that has a YouTube channel. Sonic Moto that has a YouTube channel as well. Matthew Williams that we've had on the show. Uh, A guy named Crux and he has uh, he wrote a I'm not sure the year, but it's a V45 Magna, which is a smaller Magna. And then there was uh, this guy Nick that we ran into me and another guy Omega. Ran into, came on a BMW 1200 RT. If I'm thinking correctly, big, 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 big boy. Oh yeah. So, and myself and we we pulled out about a little bit before eight over here and got down to Charlotte and pulled into Concord at the Ride Now dealership and met up with three other um, mono amino riders in the area: JJ um, Biscuit and. Greg okay, and we rode to downtown Charlotte and it was a little interesting ride because um, I led from here to Charlotte which wasn't bad I knew the route but then I fear I was going to let one of the guys JJ lead because they live in Kannapolis and for you know where you're going right? you lead and he goes my phone died it broke this morning it's like nope okay. you lead John you lead John I'm like, oh my God! so I led, and I put uh, biscuit she's a brand new rider behind me, as you know, group riding, you put your newest person second well, that was an interesting trip down through downtown Charlotte with her. did a
1: great job other than at one spot she almost ran in the back end of me so why so you started in Concord? Why did you go through downtown because she
0: she hasn't been on interstates. So we're at twenty nine, so they want to take twenty nine all the way in. Uh, so we took twenty nine to twenty seven is how I ended up doing it. I'm not sure if there was a better way. There probably might have been.
1: But my 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 Charlotte tour guide was busy. I mean yeah, I mean where the where you guys ended up I mean four eighty five on that side is not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I would yep. have taken you guys could have taken 601 down towards Union County and come around that way, come around the South end. Okay. Well, maybe next, I should have maybe pinged you a little
0: more. and got more details.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, cause it, it's a mess because you had to go through all the city on 29. Then once you hit uptown, you had to still go down probably South Boulevard, which is, uh, you know, hot mess remember. on top of hot mess.
0: I don't remember, but you know, we had nine bikes in a car and trying to go through yeah. traffic and not hit red light. And that's what happened was with her was, you know, we were going to go through and, and the light changed. And I stopped to keep the group together and thinking back, maybe I should have ran it and, and waited for everybody else. So,
1: yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you know, highway on the group, you just say, look, I know you're not that comfortable, but we're going to get on 485. We're only going to go 65. You know what I mean? Or pick the speed. Not going to go 80, 90 miles an hour, right? No. And I think that's, at least my personal opinion, traveling in a group, I think that's a better way to do it than trying to cut through town.
0: So, then we got to the meetup about 11.30 and one of the fellow Mono Amino gentlemen that lives here in Raleigh, Irishman80, which, uh, if you guys check out, is a really, really cool guy. He has um, a V Star, thirteen hundred, and I think I've told Rich. I think I told you guys offline. He has a hundred thousand miles on the bike. I'm incorrect.
1: It's like a quarter million, isn't it? It's two
0: hundred fifty thousand on the bike. Yeah, it's it's a hundred k on this motor.
1: That's crazy. So that's some riding. Yeah, he's joining so. the challenge. Right? <laughs> Is he gonna ride for us?
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, I I I haven't talked to him about it. But we also met uh I met our North Carolina so in Monomino there each state has or has their own yeah. state chat room and has their own state ambassador. And I met our state ambassador, which lives right near you, Rich.
1: That's what you said. So, yeah.
0: Yep. And you've joined up or friends with him. I hopefully he friends you back. And um he rides a prurly RSV 1,000? 1, 1,000, yeah. So it looks like he's done some track days. So maybe you could uh pick
1: his brain about doing some track days. Yeah, that's going to be a nice contact to have for sure.
0: Yep, and maybe he'll, will, um, you know, if you start riding, you go down to track days, maybe he'll, you know, you hook up with him and chat with him and go to track. Maybe he could help you out and point some stuff out to you while you're there. So, so yeah, be kind of cool to do.
1: Yeah, lots to so, learn uh, there for sure.
0: Yeah. So, and then uh, his name on the screen is A S was Ape uh, R S V. So, and then uh, the other guy, one of the other main guys, was uh, Demick, and he is a YouTube motorblogger too. I think it's Ride with Demick. Okay. Demick, I think is is his channel. So, yeah. And then then we did a little and um, a little plug for uh, Irish. Got uh, as we call him um, Monster. Uh, sponsored drinks for us. They gave us like over six hundred cans of drinks. Oh wow, nice. Of Monster Energy drink for us. So which is pretty sweet. Red Bull was gonna be there, but they kinda of backed out the
1: last minute. I heard, so <laughs> I can't drink either, so it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: yeah. So then we uh we did a little uh announcement of Fallen Riders did something that I did not know about was uh military does a twenty one gun salute and yep. You know, some other things. Well, in the motorcycle community, we do three revs.
1: So I was gonna say, yeah. I hopefully, you didn't do twenty-one revs.
0: No, no. But there was quite a few names. There was a few revs. So, mm. and then we got done with that, and we took a little ride over to uh, a little restaurant over on South Boulevard, named Hooters, and uh, had some wings. And the Demic had a, a scenic ride set up for us, but there was about 25 riders, so hmm. we kind of did pretty good, but then we got broke up, and time got late, so we kind of um, just headed to the restaurant, and then uh, we headed back, and unfortunately, on the way back at 945, we saw motorcycles on the side of the road, and and the new rider, she actually went down. Uh-oh. So... She did a. She was at an intersection on South Boulevard and on Forty Five, and going through an intersection. And she had she rides um, a little two hundred and fifty Honda okay. uh, bike. I think it's a CBR two hundred and fifty. I think it's what it is. And she low sided in a turn, and you know the tire is not very wide, so I think she just hit a stone, and it went down and scraped her up a little bit and shook her up a little bit. So
1: that, and you said, it is it a sporty looking bike? Yeah, it's a little sport bike. Yeah, yeah, it would be a CBR then for sure. Yeah. So, um,
0: we all we all converged around there, and an Irishman that was over still so at Hooters and his wife were over there, and he comes flying up within his truck. Because unfortunately, when he left to go down to Charlotte, he realizes back tire was showing cords and didn't have time to get it replaced. So. He didn't ride but he came flying over and you know there's about 10 of us there with her um making sure she was okay and and what was kind of cool was the one guy that drove his car from here down uh sonic um had his gear with him so he was able to jump on um jj is biscuit's husband Mm -hmm. his bike and jj rode um biscuit's bike and biscuit drove the car back home so Kind of like we put her in a car, and somebody took her bike and got her, everything home, and it was all it was all well. Nothing really bad. A little couple scrapes.
1: Now, hopefully, she got right back on the saddle after that.
0: She she planned to get back on the saddle and ready to go. She she was you know upset with herself, and she's I think she's going to go again. So, and my comment was, did you learn anything? Right. It's not you know rough man. It's we make mistakes so. The biggest thing is, do you learn from your mistakes? And what did you do wrong? And so, yeah, so that's the meetup. And then we came home, and it was was a long day, but a good day.
1: Very nice. Yeah, it looked like a good time. And, yeah, I was a little too busy, couldn't get out to join that one. And, well, as you know, I ended up traveling the next day. So I figured probably best to stay home for the weekend.
0: Yeah, man. That, that's all good. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty cool group. So if anybody's around the area and wants to find people they don't ride with and fellow riders, you know, check out the app. and Cool place to chat with people, some really cool people in there. So
1: Very nice. Yeah, like I said, I'm in there now checking it out. I, It's hard to follow the conversation, you know, with everything we have going on with our clubhouse and things like that. But, you know, we'll give it a look. It's very neat.
0: Well, Well, try having that. The Clubhouse, so I got the Clubhouse. And your Twitter group. And, and the Moto Nobodies. And a Facebook group that we're going to do that ride right here, the Nanny group. And then Mono Mino, so. <laughs> you
1: don't get any work done anymore.
0: <laughs> no, car, the phone goes on uh, silent. It all depends. <laughs> yeah, Some days stuff do. is busy.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, different groups, different chat, but it's all good. Good stuff. So, all right, man, we got we got some new bikes to talk about, don't we?
1: Well, it seemed like last year we talked about the scramblers a lot, especially the line from Ducati. And it looks like they got a couple of new ones now. They have a new uh scrambler that they call the Mach 2.0, and they've also done a little update to the full throttle. Oh, didn't they? So, what do you what do you think about these? What do you think about that Mach two? Style wise, digging that. That's-
0: yeah, it's not bad. I, I I think when I was down to Motorcycles of Charlotte, I sat on a Scrambler. I don't remember. I think it was a Ducati Scrambler. And I, I honestly thought it was kind of an interesting bike and I might want to take it out for a little spin. I don't remember which one it was.
1: Yeah. But. So describe the, to describe the look of this uh, Mach 2.0 a little bit. So I would say the the seat on this is probably leaning towards the cafe or some sort of tracker style it's very straight and there's not much rear fender to it at all but it does have a nice paint scheme on it uh white on the top yellow and i guess i would call that gold down below and it looks like mr roland sands had his hands on this bike in terms of the paint Uh, scheme and some of the design i i wonder if he surfed it oh i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) Um, this had inspiration was taken from the Bell Cross Idol helmet featured in the 2017 Ducati Scrambler apparel collection, so you can have your helmet match your bike. Oh.
0: Didn't see that. That's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. So, so yeah, give we'll give a shout out to uh, Liam Marsden from uh, MCN. Was that Motorcycle News? Yep. Motorcycle News. That's this is his article and. Just flipping through the pictures here, and of course we're on the Ducati website as well. Flipping through uh, some of the pictures, watched the video earlier, but it's pretty neat. I think my favorite piece on this, John, is the exhaust. Just a single, uh, single can out the right side. It's very low. It's blacked out. Blacked out wheels. Yeah. I think pretty much everything on this is blacked out except the front fender and the pipes.
0: Yeah, it does, and it kind of that tank does kind of remind me of a helmet that they. They took it after, so yeah. The paint job—I mean,
1: probably be a cool bike to ride. Yeah, around town. Yeah, they have a—they have it on the Ducati Scrambler website. If you scroll down to the apparel, you'll see the exact helmet there with the same paint scheme. And then if you scroll down a little farther, there's a similar um, one on a skateboard.
0: Yep, yep I see. It. I see it. Yep. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty cool. A cool way to get inspiration on paint tops, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I still need to ride these. I mean, there's a lot of bikes we still need to ride, but it seems like we talked about the, the scrambler line from Ducati forever, and then haven't actually gone and ridden one yet. So need to do that. Yeah, I think uh, need to go see Charlie. Or maybe I'll get one when I'm in uh, Detroit for the challenge. <laughs> see if I find a dealer up here. Let me have one. Yeah, maybe. You're like, hey, I need a. I need a long test drive because I need to go out to a certain city and score some points.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let me go borrow this bike. I'll be back. Just make sure you set the photo in before you take off, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm not going to get much mileage out of it, but just to get credit for the bike.
0: Yeah. And then you said they changed the full
1: throttle too, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find changes on that. And I didn't really notice anything different. I mean, it still has the the Termignoni exhaust on it. Uh, The seat's two-tone, black and yellow, at least in the the picture I'm looking at here. Again, this one's all blacked out. It has the uh, aluminum multi-spoke wheels. Those are all blacked out, as are the forks, the tank, the frame. Uh, And again, the only thing is just the the metal color of the exhaust and the Termignoni tips. Everything else is blacked out. Hmm. So I like it. I'm digging that style.
0: Yeah, I'm not, That's not bad style either. Clean little round town, little run around, zip around a little town for afternoon snack.
1: An afternoon snack? Is that what you said?
0: (laughs) Yeah, an afternoon (laughs) snack. Take it out for a little afternoon. Take it out for a little ride. Go get some lunch. An afternoon snack. Oh, you're funny. Hey, got got to try to film with Brother Rico's not
1: here, so. Yeah, they're talking about 75 horsepower in this one. I don't know what it was last year. I don't know if that's a bump up or not, but. It's got the pearly dual sport tires, kind of that flat racing seat again. They do aluminum belt covers on this one instead of the plastic. Some of them are plastic and, uh, yeah, the same 10 spoke, 10 spoik, <laughs> 10 spoke, uh, alloy wheels.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's not bad looking.
1: Not bad. So, so cool. Yeah. It's good to see Ducati still pushing that scrambler line. You know, the accessory market on this looks, looks really cool. I mean, I, I've been down to the dealership and and looked at some of the stuff. When you're there, you can really go crazy with this. Yeah, I think
0: uh, as we talked about, everybody's in the little round town cafe racer style bikes is I think the the niche right now for manufacturers.
1: Yeah, and I like that these are still air cooled though. It actually keeps it keeps the design fairly clean. There's no radiator right. and plumbing to hide. Well, I'm not sure. You
0: could do that little behind the front wheel there and that little plastic. Box. You probably could hide a little radiator right there if you needed
1: to. Yeah, I guess you probably could. And it, it did say they have cooling fans on this one. The um, the Mach 2.0. Right. They're talking about, where is it? Yeah, see right here? So it says it features the lower tapered handlebar seat from the Flat Track Pro model, black exhaust and cylinders, and brushed cooling fins. Oh, just cooling fins of the engine. Not to, okay. So yeah, still air-cooled. Love it. You love your air-cooled stuff. I love it. I like the design. I like the look of an air-cooled bike.
0: Now, with all the Scrambler mo- models that are out there and they're trying to expand, do you like the Ducati over the other ones? Or or you don't really have a Scrambler that's like...
1: Mm, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that one. Between Triumph and... Well, I think if you uh, really just want that classic scrambler look, I would probably lean towards the triumph. Yeah. You know, I th- I think Ducati using the Ducati's use of the word scrambler is taking on many forms here, not just you know, that that style f- um from years gone by, <laughs> you know. Right. So I think if I if I wanted the classically styled bike, I would probably lean towards the triumph. But right. but I don't know, these look these look like fun. Certainly do.
0: Yeah question. I mean, that's what you need to. do. You or Rico need to get down there and go try these out and see. Because I mean, you guys have um, tested the the Ducati line, and you guys haven't been over impressed with the engine. The question is: is how is it? How does it compare?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't impress Rico. I I will say. I guess I'm not a huge fan of it. At least on the Multistrada that I've ridden. But I don't. Right. I don't know if I would take too many points off for the engine I'm just not digging that bike overall so right I need to give Ducati another shake on some different bikes yeah alright very nice is so it time to get dirty yeah let's get dirty time to get dirty well since my KLR beloved KLR is gone I don't have anything to get dirty with although I could always rent a bike y- you could you could. We need to do that. Yeah, we need to do that again. We need to get down to Carolina Adventure World or somewhere and, get, you know, do a little off-road riding again. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Almost time to get to the boys that. out and do that. Ooh. <laughs> Some may argue pastime with the eight-year-old. old
0: <laughs> Mm. Mmm. Well, the problem is, is I think the smallest bike at CAW is 100. The question is, would he be
1: able to fit on it? Yeah, he's he's not that tall. That's the problem. He'd probably ride it and manage it, but he's just he wouldn't be able to put his feet down. That's the problem. Yeah. So let's talk about Yamaha.
0: Yes, yes. What what has our lovely Yamaha company done? Well,
1: they've announced their newest YZF. Sorry, not YZF. Their YZ450F, and this is the 2018 version. So okay, the first thing I want to say is this some of this tech that they're talking about is I know stuff that Kawasaki's had for a while. You'll know, maybe save for the app that they're talking about, and, and maybe Kawasaki has that now, but you know the whole electronic ignition and fueling system that you can fine tune with the bike and also a smartphone app, keep track of all your settings, data, et cetera, etc. Cetera. I kind of thought that Yamaha had that before, so I have to dig a little bit. I don't know if this is actually new for them for 2018, because I know Kawasaki's had it for a couple of years now. They've had the, the tunable modules that you can plug into the bike, you know, different modes if you want it real aggressive, if you want it a little softer, you just pop these little chips into the system. Right. So I guess everyone's moving a little more towards the electronic gizmos, even in the you know dirt and motocross world, it looks like.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting.
1: But I I got to say one of the funny things I I get a kick out of looking at these changes. And to me, we talked about this in our our pre-show a little bit. It seems like these motocross bikes change every year.
0: Well, they they're finding something new and they do the professional teams do something from racing and they, racing, and they the find something to do. Yeah. So they have to put it down into the new racing bikes.
1: But, I mean, look at some of these changes. They're talking about, you know, a 5-millimeter change in the steering pipe. You know, lifting the handlebars 5 millimeters. So those are pretty small changes. I mean, the, the steering one, that that might be a bigger deal because that's affecting the, the steering geometry. But, you know, raising the handlebars 5 millimeters? Really? Yep. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, and they talk about... <laughs> changing weight of 40 grams and 70 grams from the front and the rear. Oh
1: yeah. So they're just, they're just shaving like just little grams of weight here and there to try and make these as light as possible. But I also wonder like when I look at these, how hard is it years down the road to get parts for these? If they keep changing these all the time, you know what I mean? You Uh get, if they're slightly changing wheels and swing arms and suspension and you know, this one has a narrower seat, it's lower, it's flatter. You know, how many years well, do they run this model before they change it again? And then, you know, now you have a bike that you only have parts for like one or two years.
0: Well, the thing is, that you probably have a lot of aftermarket stuff. And, you know, teams are racing. They're going to have this stuff for teams to rebuild these stuff. So, Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. I, I think there's going to be parts available. Or the fact is, is they're so inexpensive that you say, well, just, just go replace get it. one's going to get... Yeah, you know they're racing, and how much does it last? Does it get one, two seasons out of it, and then it's like, yeah, it's done.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So, so it looks like these these have stepped up in price a bit nine thousand one hundred ninety nine
0: dollars.
1: it's getting awfully close to ten grand. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of change. I bet these things mm. are a ball to ride, though. Yeah. What does this make for power? Do you know? Got to be up there, right? <laughs> but I will say though, I think the the graphics on it are are pretty cool. I'm kind of I kind of digging Yamaha's color schemes in general. And I used to. I've always been really like uh, Kawasaki, but Yamaha's been doing it for me the last couple of years.
0: I enjoy Yamaha. I think they do some pretty cool stuff.
1: I guess I sort of have to since I have one in the basement.
0: I kind of have to like it now. (laughs) You don't have to. I could paint it. You're going to say, yeah, it's okay. It's there. Mm. Mm."
1: Rico, I painted your R6 Kawasaki green.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really like that. Could you imagine? They're not saying how much horsepower. No. Not even Yamaha? I'm on their site, and it's not showing anything. All right got launch
1: control system too yeah but yeah like i said i know kawasaki put that in their bikes a couple of years ago ride modes launch control right. all that stuff you know ride by wire throttle right hmm. so i guess what i'm getting at is i hope i don't know that this i don't think this is the first year for yamaha either i think it's just the new bike for 18 right well, You can dig that up. We'll put it in the U-turn next week.
0: What, what would you like me to dig up there? <laughs> I, I'm busy looking for the um, horsepower thing. <laughs> According to an I was just an giving article, you a hard time. I hear you. Um, the 2016 450 about 50 horsepower. Okay. Oh, here we go. Um... That's a 2016, you know, horsepower. So mid-horsepower, yeah, it's right around 50, between 50 and 60 horsepower, depends on. Uh, peak horsepower is 56, almost 57 horsepower on a 2016. This thing has and electric the, start. Well, that's And then the FC 450, I'm not sure who makes the FC. That puts out almost 50, that's well, a little 57.4. Hmm. Uh, the 450SXV, which is KTM, puts out almost 58 horsepower. Oh, nice. That would be fun. And that's, not a, and that's a 2016 model. So, I mean, we're we're a couple models back, but yeah, that's, you know, what they're talking about.
1: So Very nice. Yeah, I was just looking at a couple of the other features here. It's interesting to see that they now have electric start. I thought most of these were all still kickstart.
0: Well, that's kind of good that they're doing that. Then you don't have to worry about when they, because I, I I've ridden a dirt bike. Um, I got my boss has a Kawasaki two fifty two stroke, and oh, yeah. I took it out for a ride in the woods, and you know, I can barely touch the. I mean, I can't even get my feet down, and it sprung so high, and yeah, you know, you had to get up there and jump on it to kick it. It's like, how can I do this thing? I can't even bounce the thing and kick it at the same time, and so.
1: Lots to do, but um this thing wet wet weight on this thing is only two hundred forty five pounds. Mm. That is light. Yeah, that is light. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean the electric start makes sense though. I mean you stall it on the track. I mean the quicker you can get it started, the more time you can make up, regardless of what weight this thing might add to the bike. Oh yeah. You know, it says that they added just minimal weight to add the system, so
0: I mean In your racing, you would figure that if the electronics are in there, you probably need a very small solenoid to kind of charge, if at all. Hmm. Or if you're taking completely out, completely out and just run a battery, and between races, you just have another battery you got to swap in and out.
1: You know? Yeah, it says they're using a small lithium battery too. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool technology.
1: Cool stuff. So, yeah, we need to get out and ride some dirt bikes. I don't know that I have the skills to be riding a Rip Snorton 450 like this, but I'd certainly like to ride the new 250s around off-road. Yeah. I mean, I'd even like to ride one of these. I just, you know, it's like we talk about with respect with the big sport bikes. You know, you just understand what you have between your legs before you twist that throttle. That is very true. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, thanks for that, John. All right. Always nice to look at dirt bikes once in a while.
0: Yeah, something different from our normal pace, you know? Something a little different on our topic for this week. Indeed. And, and then I heard, uh, Rich, are you going to be back in in town on Monday? I'll be home Monday. So y- you need to take a ride on Monday. You know that, right? And where am I I need to ride to?
1: You need to ride to work, my friend. Ooh, yeah. 26th annual Ride to Work Day. That what about is. you? Can you make that six mile journey?
0: Six? It's only five. It even
1: six? <laughs> it's
0: it's like three. Uh. So so yeah, I think I can do that. We have a uh, a dog walker. The dog walker dog service come on Monday, so I can. I don't have to come home in the middle of the day to let the puppy out. So. Very nice. Yeah. So twenty sixteen. All right, my friend. Shall we head over? to...
1: Do the... U-turn. Well, I think we struck a, a nerve with people on these autonomous vehicles chat we had last week.
0: Oh, that no, was two episodes ago, my friend.
1: What? Episode 86, my friend. So it was two weeks ago. Was it six? Oh, yeah, we had dead last week. How can I forget the Fashionista? So soon. Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. So, so after we kind of put out 86 and and Amp Moda listened to the episode, he kind of pinged me on the side and started saying, Man, I had so much conversation I could have had about that, about your guys' latest show. And I'm like, Should I had him just call in, right? Yeah. So, Amp, I mean, you're listening here, my friend. You know, once we get on schedule and I told him to come on the show. So, hopefully, I can pull him on the show here eventually. Yeah. Pretty cool guy to come on and chat with and. Very knowledgeable on many
1: things. Yeah, I, I watched the video and also want to thank him again here for the shout-out. That was really cool. Gave us a, a shout-out during his his YouTube video and a, a nice link to the show. So we appreciate that. And and I went back to the show notes for that episode and I added um, his YouTube link. So anyone that wants to see that can just go right to loudpipes.net slash 86, John. Yep. That is great. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> present for you tonight the brain is not totally dead
0: yeah so kind of little snippets from him he you know from his video not to take it away but his comments is is that he doesn't agree with autonomous cars and had a few life experiences with it um one of them he had a rental car that had the lane change assist and it it was really hard for him to change lanes to avoid something because there's something in the lane so
1: yeah that sounded pretty scary to me
0: that that's one thing that he had and then um one of our he works for a beer distribution company and they did a a test was using a truck for 120 miles doing a route to test it out so
1: i don't know yeah i don't know and then we it also sparked some interesting conversation in the clubhouse I know that stemmed from a different topic but it was just interesting to see all the guys also put in their thoughts on you know where autonomous and and also electric vehicles might be going in the future but I think I I guess where my feeling on autonomous cars just to get back to the actual U-turn topic right, is I think there's a huge potential there to do a lot of good but i just have a feeling it's not going to be implemented properly especially if the old government gets involved yeah it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do um like i said on the last show i think some legislation has to happen first before this is really going to take off because you know tesla is one of the few if not the only one that has a car that can essentially drive itself even though they say you're not supposed to, the car has the capability to do so. And then they've had missteps. They've had accidents. People have died. So right, th- it's not going it, to take much more of that for the government or a lawsuit or something to come in and just shut it all down.
0: Right. And another comment that came out from, I think, some of the chat was, car sensors can't detect motorcycles.
1: So, Well, you know what? I, I heard that part from Amp. But I, I disagree a little bit because when I'm riding, I'm often looking at the mirror and you know the driver's side window, and I almost always notice the light comes on. I,
0: I mean, on a spider, I know it does because I'm so I'm a little bigger. But you know, let's let's come into philosophy, and I don't know how far it senses, but let's say
1: you're on a sport bike and you're doing, well a little sus of speed well that's a speed differential that's a different problem but i'm just saying in terms of the size the mass of the motorcycle i'm at least riding around in charlotte i'm seeing those sensors light up all the time right and i you know i kind of smile when i see it i was like you know i'm really pleased to see that those sensors are detecting my presence because my bike has a at least from the front has a narrow very narrow profile
0: it does so. It also depends on probably what lane you're riding in too, on the car. If you're too close, it might not detect it. So, yeah,
1: but I don't know. But yeah. I guess my last thought on that, we'll get into some of this other, these other comments is that, like I said, I think there's real, some real big potential to do good because you know, as well as I do, how many people you see not paying attention, doing something else. And I, my, Feeling is that those people are just hungry for an autonomous car and I think they should have it. They're not paying attention anyway, so why not just let the computer take over?
0: But I think we're ways off. Agree. I, I know it's here, but I think it's gonna take some time to be accepted. Yeah. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah, that's a good segue to the clubhouse chat. So you want to kick that off?
0: Yeah. So so clubhouse chat, I mean our buddy Mike. Um uh, how it really stimulated was Chris uh, threw in about Formula Electric Car Racing? Yeah, Formula and one e. of his big, yeah, Formula E, and and Mike's comment as well. It's more or less like full scale slot car racing. So yeah. you remember you remember the toy cars and you had the little remote oh, yeah. and the track. So so I mean that's kind of what it turns into. You know. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know how I feel about and, that. My. You know, kind of my, my old school ways would say, you know, I'm there to see the cars, of course, be, being a, a car fan and, you know, someone mm-hmm. who likes the sound of engines and things like that. But I'm also there to see the skill of the driver. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by what the drivers are able to do. Now, if it's, if it's being run by a computer, am I going to have that same fascination for the software that's running the car? I'm not sure. Not so sure about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, how, what's it going to do?
1: I mean, the computer program is going to figure out who's going to win. So, in theory, you know, yeah, short of a breakdown, it's like, why, why, what would I care? Like, it's going to be programmed to do, well, conceivably, it's going to be programmed to do the perfect lap. You know, it's never missed the apex. It's not going to overrun the turn. You know, it's just, yeah, it, to me, it kind of seems like it's going to be boring. It's just going to run. You know, a programmed lap all the way around the track. And are they going to start mixing it up amongst themselves? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they will, but it just seems a little boring to me. And then what or, are you rooting you know, for? You know, it's like, you know, go Apple, go Google, you know, like <laughs> you're not rooting for a driver anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. And unless, you know, here's the only way I could think about something different if there's like a, it's all computerized. Computer's running the thing. Maybe there's a master computer that says, you know, does some random, random process random that tragedy?
1: says,
0: <laughs> well, no, that says, hey, XYZ car has, this happens to it, the tire blows out. You know, or, yeah, I don't or, know about that. well, I'm just saying, they have some way that it's some logic in it that
1: random things can happen. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I've seen. I don't know. Was it was it Chris or my who made the comment about it selling cars? Chris. That was Chris's comment. Chris
0: made a thing about that. You know, get autonomous cars on a racetrack might help people buy cars. I mean, you go back to the same comment that NASCAR in the
1: old days used to be. Race it on Sundays. Sell it on, Monday. sell it on Monday. Yeah. I mean, that, now that part makes sense. I mean, that could go a long way for people's confidence that, yeah, if these cars can race around the track at these speeds by themselves with no one behind the wheel, then okay, yeah, maybe I can get into a car like this for my daily commute or, or whatever. I thought that was a good, a really good point.
0: Yeah. The comment going back to Mike, he thinks that the infrastructure is off by 10 years. And yeah. commercial applications are farther off, but that kind of contradicts, you know, Amp's comment or Amp's thing with the truck, you know, the beer
1: doing the delivery already. So they're already testing that. So that's true. But yeah, M- Mike raised a great point on the infrastructure. And I, when I made my comment on episode 86, I had sort of forgot about that part. You know, I was saying, yeah, the tech's here, it's ready to go. We don't have the legislation, but. I sort of overlooked that we don't really have the infrastructure either. Yeah, I mean, where is a charging station? You know. Well, that's for electric cars. I mean, the autonomous car doesn't have to be electric. Oh, okay. All right. But that that's but true. the yeah, that's the same problem. There will still have to be infrastructure to manage all these autonomous cars and that's not there either. Right. And I guess that gets back to my my quandary where I said you know the legislation is going to mandate that you have to tie to the main system, or they're going to be forced to operate independently. And then there will be no infrastructure because the law will say the car needs to operate on its own with no connection to the outside, or with no connection to the internet. If you can't do that, you can't sell it. That's what I'd
0: like and, to. And see. then let's, and then let's really get into the fact security. Yeah. What type of? I mean, hackers are out there. I don't every want my car day. on the internet. So you know, somehow somebody you know they're going to have GPS in it and some other stuff. So somebody's going to find some way to hack it, and what happens? Oh, yeah. So
1: I don't know. I mean, look at this. Look at this stuff now. Like you know, security is is very hard to do properly, and hard to do properly over a long period of time. I mean, look at right. the patches that come out all the time. Vulnerabilities are found that have been in software for, for years or in some cases decades.
0: Yeah, I think what was it? A few um was it last year? There's a vulnerability in Bash and Linux that was found. That's been there
1: for like yeah, since all, it was created. All kinds of things. There's a big SMB vulnerability in Windows that's been there for a long time. So there's just stuff like that. I, I don't think I don't think we're equipped to make these as secure as they're gonna need to be. So Right. I think I'm going to stand by my my assertion that the mandate is going to be that these things need to operate independently, like fully autonomous car. And I think they should have the option to switch it off, you know, take it offline, be like, you know, I don't want this car connected to anything.
0: Yep. So it'd be ways off. And then going into um, another comment from Zion, getting them back to electric. Talk is the mm-hmm. there's antiquated electric grids, and the East Coast is still on a shaky Canadian grid. And three miles, uh, power plant is going to be going off the grid soon. So yeah. that's that's you know very interesting. You know, is there enough power to support it? So
1: yeah, I think that's the challenge. And you start getting yeah. Well, Rico and I have talked about this a lot because you know we both like the Tesla Model S and. We like the idea of owning one of those cars, but we both agree that we wouldn't own one unless we could charge it for free or nearly free. And and by that, I mean some sort of solar panel array or something. You know, I, I don't think it makes sense to buy a car like that and just charge it off the grid. That seems like a waste to me. So if I couldn't have it, at least have a nice solar array to at least charge the car, I don't, I don't think I would do it. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see what see what's going to come down the pipe. Indeed. Well, until that happens, we're going to have our dinosaurs to work on. So, do you have the grad oh. on effect? I don't. <laughs> bzz, bzz. <laughs> I'll insert it later.
0: All right, you insert that later. You did a little work I heard this weekend.
1: Finally, finally. So, I... In the 10 years now that I've owned my Softail Deuce, I have turned very few wrenches on it. I've changed the headlight to an LED, and I've changed like the turn signal covers. I've added the passenger backrest, changed the seat, you know, basic stuff like that. But maintenance-wise, I have not done anything on that bike until last Saturday. Oh, what did you do, my friend? So it was just an oil change, but I purchased the stuff probably two months ago now. You know, the oil and the filter, the filter wrench, the service manual, things like that. And yeah, finally got around to it last Saturday. Got the filter wrench as recommended by Zion, so that I don't smash one of the (laughs) sensors on the front of the bike. And that worked out pretty great, except when I finally spun the filter off, it also spun off the attachment bolt or the part that should have stayed on the bike. (laughs) Oh, so the threaded piece that sticks out that you thread the filter on that actually came out of the engine. So that was a little bit of a delay. took me a minute to, you know, get a good grip on the filter, you know, get a, get a wrench on that, um, that bolt so I could get it out of the filter and then, you know, put it back in the bike, torque it down, put some thread lock on it. So, not sure why that came loose, but shouldn't come off now.
0: Well, it could have been the fact it came off because you, um, as as they put the oil filter on, you know, sometimes over time they tighten up. So, it just gotten tighter.
1: And- yeah, it may have tightened up or it may have been over tightened the last time. I'm I'm not sure. And it it looked like whatever thread lock was on it before was pretty much gone. So, yeah. ten year old bike now. So, yep. It's not that bad. And let's see, the other thing I had was when I took the drain plug out, there was some kind of junk all over that, too. You know, it looked like some Mm. kind of thread locker, but it was just, there was a lot of it, and it was white, you know, whitish in color. So I thought that was interesting. The Also, the O-ring gasket on the drain plug, looks like that's never been replaced. That was pretty mangled. So I put a new one Mm. on that with the kit that I bought. All right. And because I spent so much time doing that, I never got to changing the primary oil or the clutch or the transmission. So that'll be another day. All right. It'll be interesting to see what you get out of that. Yeah. So I think either this, probably not this coming weekend, maybe the following, um, I'm going to open up the primary, change the oil in that, do the clutch adjustment, and then I'll probably save the transmission until I hit, uh, I think 35,000. So I'm at 33, eight, maybe. So my like All right. Did you have any helpers on this project? <laughs> well, they talked a big game. I'll start there. All right. Okay. And then when it was time to actually do the work, it was like, "Boys, boys. Uh, boys." There was nobody. They were inside watching TV. No. Forget you, dad. We
0: got other things to do.
1: Yeah. But it was nice. It was a nice little bonding experience with the bike. I mean, I, I really, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, getting my hands dirty. You know, scraped a knuckle here and there, got a little cut on my hand. Mm-hmm. Got to have a badge of honor, right? Yeah, it's not done right until you scrape yourself. That's right. Gave it a nice wash when I was done. And I just want to give props to S100 Bike Wash. I've used it for years on my KLR and I've used it a couple of times on the Deuce, but it's been a while since I've used it. And man, that stuff does a good job. So so what's what's so special about it? There's no there's no washing. You you spray it out, you spray the bike down and then okay. you just take your garden hose and get it you know and as high a pressure and as pinpoint as possible and you just keep rinsing until the surface is no longer slippery and it's the dirt just disappears. Does a great job. What to do about bugs? Does most of the bugs too? I mean, there was a couple when I was done on the lower forks, and maybe one on the mirror. No, the mirrors came clean. The headlight came clean. Yeah, it was just a couple on the the lower forks that I had to scrub a little bit. Everything else came off from that last ride you and I did. All right. Yeah, the stuff works great. If you haven't if you haven't tried it, you get down my way. I'll, we can blast your bike down and rinse it. I'll show you.
0: All right. Well, I might have to do that. I've been doing a little research to see if I can use it on the spider.
1: <laughs> Robert hooked me on it, I mean, probably eight years ago. All right. He was like, oh, he's like, you got to try this. Spray the bike down, rinse it off, go ride. So it did a great job. I remember what the bike looked like when we got caught in the rain coming back from Myrtle Beach.
0: Yeah, well, mine's still dirty. I haven't done anything different on that.
1: Yep. all that came came off, and I never touched it with a rag. No, I, I did. I did towel it dry, though. I let me correct that. I did towel it dry because I didn't want it to be water spotted.
0: You know, some so when I wash the bike, I've done both: a towel dry it, and I've also used a leaf blower. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like I get f- it done faster
1: by hand drying it. Yeah. Well, with my bike, there's so many little crevices and places for the water to hide. That's why I like to use a leaf blower. Okay. But. Sometimes I also just start it up, put a little heat in the motor. That'll that'll get rid of a lot of the water too. Yeah, dissipates right. Yep. So it was neat. I'm I'm really enjoying, still enjoying the service manual. You know, I'm gonna give Harley props again for the service manual. It's a nice tool to have in the garage and the bike. I will say, John, is actually I can feel a difference. It runs better. You know, like yeah, a, you said that when you came up here. Um, about that so so yeah i could feel it going to myrtle i could feel the engine was getting a little coarse and it was much happier after the oil change
0: okay so what else we got on tap here
1: well i wanted to do an Isle of man tt recap but i didn't get the full update so i think i'm going to save that until i get my review dvd all right for another day i think world superbike is racing this weekend Give me a half second and I'll check. All right. World SBK. Okay, I don't need to hear that. Uh. All right, the next race is... Looks like right now. Dope. Where are they? Are they in Italy? Hold on. They are in, what is this, Rimini? The Misano World Circuit Marco Summoncelli? I'm really butchering that. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, let's see. Is that where they are right now? What do they call this? June 16th to the 18th. So yeah, as of this recording, this will be tomorrow through uh, Sunday. And this is right. this is in Italy. Round seven. Round seven. How many rounds is there? Twenty something? No, there's uh thirteen.
0: All right. So half season almost done.
1: That's right. And the the round the eighth round will be in the US. It'll be Ge- the Geico US round number eight, July seventh through the ninth.
0: Where's that do we know
1: that? Uh we won't get to see that one. That one's gonna be in Sonoma. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, West Coast.
0: So they're gonna be using the track up there then. They are the be NASCAR using track.
1: Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Wrong track. Which one were you thinking? Um, uh, you know what, that's my fault I said Sonoma yeah. my mistake, Laguna Seca okay, yeah I was thinking
0: Sonoma where the NASCAR track is and they run up there so, wine country,
1: yeah no sorry, Laguna Seca and Salinas alright so, uh,
0: I, I see a new movie's coming out this week at Rich, tomorrow
1: Oh, are yeah. To, are, are are you going to go hit it up with the boys? I must. I think that would be a good Father's Day thing to do for the weekend. So I may try to take in a matinee or something earlier in the day, and we'll go see Cars 3. Oh, nice, nice. I'll have to let me know how it is. I can't wait. The first one, fantastic. One of my favorite movies of all time, the original Cars movie. The second one, eh, take it or leave it. So I hope they hope they win me back with this one. Well, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see. Come on, Disney, Pixar, get it together. Um, there's also a new series coming out on Amazon that I wanted to mention briefly. Um, this is called Le Mans or Le Mans, depending on where you are. It's called Racing is Everything. So I don't see, is this Amazon exclusive? Probably not. But anyway, it is on Amazon Prime if you have... If you have Amazon Prime, this won't cost you anything, but it looks like they got some behind-the-scenes, uh, unprecedented behind-the-scenes access to six different teams uh, competing for the 24 Hours of Le Mans. So they've got a whole series here. Season 1 has, what, uh, six episodes plus a bonus track? All right? When is the, uh you're sitting out there, let me see something. When is it Le Mans? Or has they already had it? No, it's... Uh, this weekend or next weekend might actually be this weekend oh
0: it is this weekend yeah
1: that's what i thought over fathers day yep wow can i catch any that while you're uh, at home i hope so yeah I, I usually watch it and listen to it i like to ride on board with team corvette as much as i can i usually have a tablet or something running that most of the day and night and then I think I may I may try to watch some of this series, too, on Amazon. So that would be neat. All right. Oh, and, yeah. and I see it is an Amazon original, so that's cool. All right. Yeah, let's check it out. That will be neat.
0: Next show, we'll have to give an update on the Mons and see who wants to see if the pets it out. We'll see.
1: Well, we'll see. All right, sir. You want to handle right. the events for us this evening? Sure, man.
0: Sure, man. So, first one's coming up here in, like, two weeks, I think. Two, three weeks? Yeah, let me pull out the counter. One, two. Oh, no, it's farther out. Four <laughs> weeks. One, two. Womp, womp. Well, well, two and a half weeks from now, we're heading over to Boone, North Carolina for the Homestead Hills Hootenanny 2017 group, and, and I saw the latest Facebook post page. Uh, across the days, there's over, like, 24 seven or twenty five people have confirmed to meet up. Oh wow. So so different parts, different sections we're gonna meet up. Not going to be everybody the full time, but you know, people in and out. And then uh starting on June twenty second through july twelfth, it's gonna be the Motorcycle Podcast Challenge sponsored by well, I shouldn't say sponsored by. <laughs> hosted by R Dub studios. studios. Presented yeah presented by. So so and check out our other podcast. We have one um with details directly for that and it should be good and we are now to kind of a little tip on that we have now five teams have joined up to uh participate this
1: round yeah i saw another sign up or two today i don't know if they're riders or shows i have to look
0: yeah we can chat offline i i know one yesterday and i can tell you about that one okay and then uh Uh, I'm planning on hitting the Ray Price Capital City Bike Fest here in Raleigh on September 23rd through 24th, which is a really cool event. And then, of course, we have the Harbor Vintage Festival, October 6th through the 8th. Yeah. Rich, have you bought your tickets yet? No. They're on sale, just so you know. That's what I hear. (laughs) And then maybe on the way back from from, uh, Alabama, I might swing into the our Adventures in Maggie Valley on the 11th through the 15th, or I might come home and go back to the mountains. I don't know yet. Very nice. Still up in the air on that one. So yeah, that's that's what we got planned.
1: Thank you, sir. Well, I think this was pretty fun. Um, We're definitely missing Brother Hogan. It's not not the same without him, I realize. No, it's not. But we'll... Uh, We're sorry. We'll get back together next week. I'll be home. I'll be back in studio once it's dried out again. That's another story. Okay. And... uh Hopefully, we'll get get Hogan on the line. We'll have a good time. All right. All right, John. Before we go, let's take a moment and thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. That would be our first five riders, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Barbershop members Chuck, Chris, and Mike. Riders group Steve, Micah, Jim, Kenny, and Roger. Insider, Darren. Loudpipes.net is the place to be where you should sign up if you want to enjoy all the perks that we have to go along with your support. And of course your name will be added to this list as part of the thank you segment. And we also want to mention that we opened another channel in the clubhouse. So we have a section for what we call calling the guest lounge. So the fashionista, as you know, who was on the last episode, she's in there hanging out and we've started to reach out to some of our past guests as well to see if they want to join the fun and, and mix it up with the boys. Uh, loudpipes.net slash store is being remade but you can still check out the merchandise that we have there uh, shirts and some of the swag like I said that's all being redone we should have something here shortly and additional information from this episode including links maybe an image or two can be found on our website loudpipes.net slash 88 and you'll have links there to leave us feedback subscribe to the show and follow us on social media all right Johnny kickstands up Park and break off, my friend. All right, let's get out of here.
0: You for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.